Welcome to the Mobile Robot Podcast, the podcast for all things related to autonomous mobile robots. I'm Mike Weitzman, and I'm your host. Each week, we'll talk to industry leaders and learn how the robotics industry is evolving, find out what's new, and talk about where things are headed. This week, we sit down with Interact Analysis Managing Director, Ash Sharma. Interact Analysis is one of the leading research firms focused on the intelligent automation sector. They have offices in the U.S., U.K., and China, and their client base includes multinational automation providers. Today, we'll talk to Ash about their recent research and better understand where he believes the mobile robotics market is headed. Before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Wiferion. Wiferion provides wireless charging for electric industrial vehicles with an unparalleled 93% power transfer efficiency. Learn more at wiferion.com. And now let's get to the conversation with Ash Sharma. Hi, Ash. Thanks for joining me on this week's show. I'm really excited to introduce you to our listeners and inform them about your research and the many ways that uh, Interact Analysis is influencing the market. Hey there, Mike. Yeah, thanks very much for the invitation. Great to be here chatting to you. Great. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about uh, Interact Analysis? Uh, Maybe what's your origin story uh, with the company? Uh, What do you guys do and, and how are you guys helping your customers or your clients? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, personally, I've been in tech research for about 20 years. Um, I was previously with another company uh, called IHS, one of the one of the big information vendors. Um, and um, I've worked with a, with a few research firms. And what we were finding or what I was finding is that sort of market intelligence was moving in a couple of directions. Um, you either had these sort of high-cost consultants, which were uh, not very specialized in a certain industry, um, charging a lot of money for not particularly good expertise. And on the other hand, there was all these low-cost sort of research factories coming out um, all over the place where you would just uh, you Google any market. I'm sure you'll find a market report that comes up from, from the same guys. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, I, I, I was, you know, with some colleagues that had been together, working together for about 15 or 20 years. And we wanted to try and go back to the original roots of market intelligence and market research done properly where you, you, you know, you go and visit companies and you interview real people in the industry, you collect data, um, you use expert in analysts to do that research. So five of us came together and decided to launch a new research company about four years ago, four or five years ago it was, uh, called Interact Analysis. And we wanted to focus heavily on supply chain automation. So everything from uh, the technology involved in making goods to transporting them and then um, distributing and storing them in warehouses. So we're covering pretty much everything to do with automation and robotics within those, that, that ecosystem. And uh, yeah, it's been a very fun journey the last four years, uh, moving from a, a very large company to, to, to a startup basically. 
Got it. Right. And so I, and I, and I clearly see you guys have differentiated yourself, you know, in, in this marketplace and clearly serving, I think, the needs of our audience. So uh, I'm glad that you are able to outline that. Um, and so I know you've done a lot recently uh, in the mobile robot space. Um, so t- tell me, with the pandemic this last year, how have you seen that impact the growth of mobile robot companies, or or what what have what's some of the uh, threads that that you've heard in your recent uh, conversations then with, with yeah mobile? yeah yeah so the mo- mobile in the mobile robot industry is a really interesting one. There's uh, uh, I've covered a lot of technologies in in my career, and this is one of the most interesting markets I would say um, because the, first of all the technology is really interesting, and then Second of all, the use case is, is really broad. When you think about what is done manually right now in all these factories and, and warehouses and different facilities. Right. So the opportunity is just huge. And, um, you know, you're seeing that with the vast number of these companies that are out there. You know, you, you know better than me how many, how many mobile robot companies there are. And more and more emerge each, each week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think what's interesting in our in our last um, research report, which we just published, was that the pandemic caused a um, you know a bit of a blip in in the industry in terms of customers were holding back from uh, ordering and commissioning was was obviously challenging because uh, um, you know the the mobile robot companies couldn't get on site to their customers to, to mm-hmm. deploy robots, but it was actually a very, very short term blip. And, um, you know, the customers have come back very quickly and very strongly. Um, so, you know, we're still expecting the market to, to see really significant growth this year. Um, you know, could be growth of 25% this year. So before the end of 2020 then, right? Right. Right, exactly, exactly, um, and I mean the, the the pandemic's actually been a net positive on this industry. When you think about the drivers mm-hmm. of, of growth, if you, I mean, automation as a whole um, is driven largely by labour costs and a lack of labour, um, and you know you might think, well, because of COVID, we've got all these people unemployed. Um, so there's no labour problem. Well, there is if when you think about social distancing requirements and you know having people standing close together in a in a in a factory or in a warehouse, you just you, you can't do it with with the restrictions. And then you've got e-commerce going crazy, right? So uh, all these companies having to deal deal with with these automate automating their 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 supply chains. Mm-hmm. And the, the the e-commerce booms happened like five five years earlier. Yeah, and, and what about regionally? Are you seeing any trends uh, uh, regionally uh, that that are differentiating some of those recovery patterns or even usage patterns? I mean, you can kind of trace it back to how the how the virus has spread, right? So obviously hit hit APAC first, and then then Europe, then the US, and then Latin America, mm-hmm. and um, that's been the same on most of the um, industries and industries. So obviously APAC shut down first, but then naturally has reopened first in a way. 
So you have seen that kind of wave in terms of restrictions and then reopening across across the world. Um, but there's also been, um, you know, other um, shifts in in different regions like the US, the grocery e-commerce has gone crazy. Um, mm. You know, online grocery shopping wasn't a big thing in the US, but now it, it's just spiked massively. And um, the, all, all these retailers are, are now trying to, to cope with that. And uh, mobile robots is, is one, of the, one of the things they can use. Um, so obviously has a um, big impact for those vendors. Right, and, and I think even worldwide, it's that's it, validating the the whole grocery delivery market. The recent news coming out of Ocado with their purchases and trying right. to some, trying to make some consolidation of of the technology. And uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. They're acquiring uh, kind, Kindred, so interesting move. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see more M and A activity coming up soon. Hmm. So I think one of your most recent research reports uh, is the Mobile Robot Market 2020 that just uh, uh, released, what, in the last month or two? Right. Yeah, exactly. And so what's, or what are some of the other key takeaways from that specific report that, that might be of interest to our listeners? Yeah. So, uh, as I said, fast, fascinating market. Um, so I've just come off the back about six months of research on that. And, uh, I think what's, what's interesting is the industry is still expanding in terms of the number of vendors mm-hmm. and everyone asks, well, you know, how, how can all these vendors compete? How can they survive as a hundred or so vendors? And, there's still no real signs of consolidation. Um, you know, I expect some of these robotics companies are sort of shopping themselves around, but there's no real sign of consolidation. There's still more um, more vendors coming out of the woodwork, more uh, coming up stealth mode and emerging, and um, it doesn't sh- it doesn't look like that industry is going to consolidate anytime soon. Hmm. And then what you're seeing is some of the big vendors, so, sorry, some of the big customers that are using mobile robots there, they're, they're, they're relying on multiple different robot brands. So, you know, they're trying everyone out basically. Um, so the big logistics companies are working with, you know, five or six, seven different AMR vendors to, uh, um, to sort of try them out. And they all work in different processes so they're automating different processes so they're not even really competing in a way so mm-hmm. you know it's it's interesting how you've got all these companies and uh, you think that competition would be really intense but right now it, it really isn't uh, and, and and so are you still seeing a trend that we're still doing a lot of pilots as opposed to larger fleet rollouts, or is there a way to characterize which market segments are moving beyond just those early pilots and now to more mass adoption of larger fleets? Yeah, yeah I think it's fairly safe to say that the, the pilot stage is behind us now. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, one is that um, the bigger retailers or the early adopters have validated the use cases in, in large 
to a large extent where they've been using AMRs, um, they have found that they do what they're supposed to do and they are rolling them out in a pretty aggressive way now. High, you know, big volumes we're, we're talking about some of these AMR companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they've kind of passed that pilot stage. And then the, um, the retailers that haven't really adopted them yet or the, or the manufacturers, they can't afford to go into that pilot stage for, for you know, 18 months or two years um, because they'll be behind the curve. Um, the industry is moving so quickly, um, partly because of the pandemic, but largely because of everything that's happening around e-commerce and um, things like Industry 4.0 that, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't afford to um, wait on this technology anymore. Um, think things change. Things are moving much, much quicker. And do you, do you think that the uh, technology is mature enough now that uh, it's it's easier to deploy and, and easier to uh, make those decisions about a- actually acquiring and in, in, in putting it into the various workflow processes? I mean, when when you look at how customers automate, they you know, they don't do the hardest things first, right? They they sort of take on the low-hanging fruit and they automate what is easy to do and uh, what is what is you taking up a lot of labor for them. And then they gradually do the more uh, increasingly harder things to automate. Um, and there's, there's a lot still that can be automated. So they're, they're doing the easy stuff first. There's a lot of complex processes that happen in in factories and in warehouses that could potentially be automated, but the technology is still not quite there. Um, but from a hardware point of view, when you, when you look at these robot vendors, you know, they're, they're using um, well-respected components and sensors and uh, the technology has been pushed forward by companies like Tesla and other other automotive OEMs um, driving driving that uh, technology of lidar on on forward. So the the hardware is certainly very capable and suitable for a lot of processes right now. Um, I think the the next puzzle or piece in the puzzle to solve is the um, the software integration and uh, how you get different robots to actually work together effectively. I want to take a short break from our show this week to tell you about another interesting podcast. If you enjoy the content of the Mobile Robot Podcast and you work in the warehousing market, then I encourage you to check out the new warehouse podcast with host Kevin Lawton. Each week, Kevin discusses topics related to the technology, operations, and management of warehouses. He has lots of interesting guests on each week. You'll find it on your favorite podcast app by searching for The New Warehouse Podcast or by going to the web at thenewwarehouse.com. That's thenewwarehouse.com, all one word. Kevin interviewed me on a recent podcast, and that's one of the things that inspired me to start this podcast. So please go check it out. And now, back to our conversation with Ash. So so looking uh, uh, across your other areas of research, are there uh, other signals that you're seeing in, in some of the other market 
that you're studying that that you think will have influence on the mobile robot market or what other research uh, areas do you think would be relevant for our listeners to, to, to understand that you guys are yeah. actually dabbling in or, or experts in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we cover warehouse automation to a great extent and one set particular segment that we are looking very carefully at the moment is um, it's a topic called micro fulfillment, which is uh, where um, in the past, when you think about companies like Amazon and so on, they've been automating these huge fulfillment centers um, to deliver your goods and, uh, what's happened now is that the uh, there's a big shift towards pushing the product closer to the consumer because everybody wants their their deliveries made same day, right, or within yeah. the next hour, uh, and that's hard when your fulfillment center is five hours outside of the city. So what retailers are trying to do is is um, automate facilities within urban areas, and you know even automate retail stores to so have a part of your retail store where they're adding robots to uh, or other automation to uh, kind of act like a mini fulfillment center. Uh, so that's an area that we are studying very carefully right now. There's a lot of interesting companies out there that you should check out uh, that, are, that are using either mobile robots or similar solutions to, to solve that that uh, that problem. So well, the other thing that I've noticed, uh, mostly because I'm reporting news about it, is that there seems in the last uh, three, four weeks, the last month or so, quite a few uh, uh, investments, acquisitions um, happening across a variety of, of, of segments of, of this market. Are you are you seeing the same thing from from your research? And and uh, what what does that signal to you? Um, we talked briefly or in earlier in the uh, the podcast about your some of the acquisition um, news that, that that you're seeing, but uh, are you seeing any sort of underlying signal in terms of, of acquisitions? I think I would not be uh, surprised to see some major acquisitions and investments being made in the next three months. Um, there's some which I'm aware of, and some that I'm, I'm, I'm clearly not. But um, the, the industry, as you can tell, is getting to this inflection point where we're, we're really accelerating into the next phase of growth. As you've seen, some of these, these AMR companies that were small startups are now turning into pretty decent-sized enterprises. And the decision to make there is to, you know, do they invest and try to raise raise money to get to the next stage do they really want to um put that work in or are they ready to try and sort of cash in those chips now um particularly when you know the market's looking pretty good there's a strong signal towards automation and robotics going forward so um i wouldn't be surprised to see um some some acquisition in the uh, in the coming coming months at all, yeah. Uh, but yes, in terms of fundraising, it's it's accelerated a lot in the last six months, let's say, or last nine months at least. Right. Yeah, it was sort of quiet in the early months of the pandemic, but it seems right. like they're finally starting to get deals done. Now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think in the last six months, there's been 
something like, I don't know, 400 million, $500 million um, invested in mobile robot, robot companies in the, the last sort of seven months. So yeah. it's definitely picked up. Interesting. So, and from your point of view, uh, can, can you make any observations about what you think the most successful robot companies are doing correctly in terms of either strategy or technology or structure or even go to market? Um, that you can give us some examples of, of yeah. think some of the best practices are for this market? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because there's been there's so many different strategies which have been deployed here. You've got um, some of the AMR companies like Locus and Six River that have focused on one particular product type and way to deploy it. And they've been very effective at winning new customers and sort of landing those initial pilots over the last few years, which they're now starting to see the fruits of their labor. Um, And then you've got other companies that have focused more on having a really extensive product line. So if you look at companies like Geek Plus, they have pretty much every form factor you can think of, and and they're expanding that way. Um, And then you've got others like Vecna, where they're really heavily focused on on the total solution and the, um, the software capabilities that they, they, they can offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's so there's so many different ways of um, competing in this this industry and there's so many different uh, or areas that can be automated I guess or salute or processes that can be automated that they're, they're all lending themselves well to different uh, different strategies. It's hard to it's hard to pick a clear winner. Uh, I would say right now there's a lot of companies doing uh, doing very well, um, and it's it's hard to tell which companies are doing well when the industry is doing well. It's much, it's much easier to tell that when the industry isn't doing well, and you end up in a down cycle. Then you really can see well who who are the leaders and who aren't. Um, so yeah. Maybe ask me that in uh, two years' time. All right. And as we look forward then, I mean, assuming we get through this pandemic in the next nine months or so, and when I say that, you know, we there's a vaccine, the world has mm. adopted it, and, and, and business is turning around. Uh, what do you think that the next five years holds for the, this market for mobile robot companies based on the signals that you've seen and, you know, the conversations you've had? It's certainly very positive, Mike. Um, so I think in, in some like 2024, we're predicting a, a market of well over $10 billion uh, for mobile robots. Um, so a big industry. Um, the question is, you know, is this, does this become a solution sale? Does this become a software sale? You know, will, will the hardware commoditize? Um, you know, you 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 look and compare the the different robot vendors, and um, it's becoming harder to tell them apart from a from a hardware purely hardware point of view. And most of them are really trying to differentiate by uh, coming as a solution sale and talking about the value of the software. And the question is, what who who's going to 
own the, that value, that software value in, in five years' time? Is it going to be the robot company? Is it going to be, you know, the warehouse management software companies? Is, is it going to be someone else like the Microsofts and the, the AWS? Or, or is it going to be someone else? The other sort of major hurdle that the industry's got to get over is the uh, what we talked about earlier, which was the the issue around interoperability um, for ro- different robots in the same facility, and how you more effectively integrate different robots. So you have, you know, one one robot un- unloading trailers, another autonomous forklift moving pallets, and then uh, another robot doing um, piece picking, perhaps. Like, how do you get those to work together effectively? So that's something which will almost certainly have to be solved in the next five years, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Great. Well, I think those are those are some uh, I think interesting observations, and in, and in you're one of the folks who's looking forward in this marketplace. So I really appreciate yeah. your your uh, input here and guidance. And I'm sure our listeners do as well. So Ash, I want to say thank you for the conversation this morning. It's, it, it's been fun to get, get inside your head and understand uh, yeah. the way that you're seeing the market. Absolutely. So, it's always, always a fun industry to talk about and enjoy these conversations, Mike. Great. Well, so thanks again. Uh, we've, we've talked this morning with, with Ash Sharma, uh, Managing Director at Interact Analysis, and uh, I encourage you to go check out their research. Uh, you'll find them on the web at interactanalysis, all one word, dot com. There'll be a link in the show notes where you can go find them. Great. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Ash. If you haven't already discovered it, go check out the Mobile Robot Guide website. That's mobilerobotguide.com. There, you'll find the latest information, industry news, along with product recommendations and buyer's guides to help make an informed buying decision for your automation needs. The Mobile Robot Guide covers more than 350 vendors and 800-plus autonomous vehicles. It is the ultimate resource if you are in the market for an autonomous mobile robot. I want to thank Ash Sharma and the marketing team at Interact Analysis for making this week's show possible. You can find them on the web at interactanalysis.com. That's interactanalysis, all one word, dot com. You can also find more information along with links in the episode show notes. I hope that you'll join us again next week for another exciting episode of the Mobile Robot Guide. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, and write us a review if you enjoyed the show.